Good morning and God bless you. It's podcast day. I hope your day is off to a good start. I thank God for you, believing with you continually. And one of my favorite sayings and you know, Kim and I's uh, favorite you know thing to stand on is just don't quit. Just keep going. Amen. Well, let me pray for you. Pray with you and then we'll get started. Lord, we thank you for another day, Lord, to glorify you, to honor you, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ our generation. And we just ask you today, Lord, for fresh fire, new anointing. We just ask you for strength for today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Once again, good morning. It's Pastor Rich here with Richard Summerlin Ministries. Uh, Richard Summerlin Ministries podcast. Go on our website and you know you can go on there and look around, do different things there and find out different information. That's richardsummerlin.com or you can go on our church website at newwaychurchfl.com. We got so many things coming up. We got Dr. Jerry Seville will be here with us at New Way Church in Palm Coast in a couple weeks. We have Dr. Mark Barclay, who will be here in the flesh in a couple weeks with us as well. Uh, Dr. Uh, Seville will be here for three services. Dr. Barclay will be here for three services. And we have Dr. Barclay. We're kind, trying to get him just to deal with uh, eschatology, which are, which are the teaching of end times. And just deal with some, you know, weighty issues and questions that people may or may not have about the last days. So you want to get these dates on your calendar. That'll be in March. Now, March 6th will be a Sunday morning. Then he'll be here March 7th and 8th, which will be um, Monday night and Tuesday night. And then Dr. Seville. Oh, let me get on my calendar here. Uh, You get your coffee, get your Bible, get your notebook. And I'll go ahead and get these dates uh, to you. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I know Dr. Seville is the end of January, which is coming up quickly. And we got these meetings back-to-back on purpose. It's not to, you know, bog things down. It's just to kind of, there's a a spiritual or heavenly momentum that's just like a, I don't know, a a wave that God has created and birthed here at New Way Church. And we're just trying to keep it going to help people. So uh, once again, we're not trying to just overload you. Uh, but we are trying to get so many things to you that we can just push, 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 push evil out, you know, push confusion out, push all the things of the day uh, out and make room for God, make room for his promise and his provision. Uh, amen. Well, I'll have that date in a minute. I'm just going through things. But I want to talk to you today about a few things. And uh, I, I love that we're living in the last days. You know, I, I, that's biblically correct. Uh, that's a, a, a true God statement. We are living in the last days. That's good news. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, God, you know, told us about this from the beginning. Uh, we should be be being prepared for this uh, from the beginning of your spiritual, you know, journey uh, as you walk as a Christian on this earth. You sh- should everything that you're doing should be pointing to the day that Jesus calls us out of here. And once again, that should be good news. Now, uh, I, I do want to deal with the, uh, some, some things that are extremely important as we approach these last days. And I think that, not I think, I know that Satan has dealt with and has attacked these areas uh, so aggressively uh, that these two areas that should have a, a tremendous force or power, it's kind of like the, they've lost their sting. And that's not the intent of God. The intent of God uh, was that his his word be divided correctly, be carried out correctly, 
and that people keep their eye on, on his word, on his promise, not on what Satan tries to do to those who are in, in, in you know, spiritual positions. So uh, let's get into this. Uh, once again, uh, good morning. I love you. Thank God you listen to these. You know, let us know how we're helping you. Uh, I'd just love to be a part of your day and a part of your journey. Amen. And Jude, I want to get, this has been in my heart for years now, even decades. You know, a lot of what we're living in today, uh, we unknowingly, not knowing the day that we live in today, but we, we knew in our spirit, a lot of us, that this day was coming. And we kind of saw it in our spirit, but it was, it, was, it was hard to convey the hour in which we live, you know, concerning something we've never seen. So... Uh, with that being said, you know, we've been making the body ready. We've been preparing the body of Christ. And now here we are living in this dark day, this dark hour. And I don't even think a lot of Christians recognize how dark the day is uh, due to they just have become too busy. Just like the Bible said, the days of Noah, the days of Lot, they're going to be mar- marrying, partying, you know, having dinners, drinking. They're going to be involved with evil. Uh, you know, evil, or bad is going to take the place of good. Good is going to take the place of bad, uh, so on and so forth. That's the hour in which we're living in. And it's time, especially for the body of Christ, to just take a step back and evaluate, you know, a life, evaluate the biblical timeline or the prophetic calendar, you know, where we're at. Now, what changes do I need to make? Because with seasons, there must be changes. It would be like this. We don't get... Uh, too much of a winter season in Florida, but yesterday uh, we had the, on I believe yeah, well, yeah yesterday the twenty fourth when I got up I, I didn't get up real early, but I believe I was in the in the car around eight o'clock heading to the office and when I got up it was still in the thirties. Um, my mother uh, called or texted me real early. She does every day. By the way, hi mom. I hope your morning's going great. Uh, anyhow, my mom texted me and said, I think she said it was 27 or 28 degrees yesterday, and that was around 5 o'clock in the morning. So it, being, I'm talking about being prepared for a season. Now, if you just said, well, I want to have a, a beach season, and I refuse uh, to evaluate uh, what, what the temperatures are, what the calendar says, and I'm just going to go out in my shorts, and I'm, I'm not even going to wear shoes today, and I'm not going to wear a shirt today, and I'm just going to go to the beach and go for a swim. Well, uh, you would be incorrect, and, and you'd be caught off guard, and there would be, I, I don't say consequences, but there could be consequences to that action. You might get sick, you might not, I don't know. But my point is, we must look at biblically, we are spirits, and we must look biblically at our spiritual handbook and see where we're at, and then we need to make changes in our life. You cannot live how you lived 20 years ago in this present day. You've got to take a change. You, you've got to you know, look at the changes and see where we're at. Uh, and then you've got to make proper changes. So, oh, glory to God. I hope I'm helping somebody out there today. Amen. Well, I, I want you to look in Jude. Then I started, like I said, years ago and even a couple weeks ago about the spirit of Cain. And it's in Jude 10. There's only one chapter in Jude. Jude 10 and 11, it says... Um, uh, but these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what things they naturally know naturally as brute beasts, and those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone the way of Cain. Now stop here. And what the Bible's telling us is they knew better, they know, 
But even though they know, they don't care because their desires for sin, their desires for the world uh, have become greater uh, than their, the, the desire for the truth. Now, the only way that can happen is if you get away from the truth. If you, when you begin to distance yourself from the word of God, from spiritual things, uh, you'll lose that power. You'll lose that authority. Not because God takes it. Uh, you walk away from it. Uh, but as long as you stay with God, as long as you stay in the Word daily, you gotta get, you gotta create daily habits. You know, I, I want to uh, write a, a mini book uh, that talks about how to obtain victory, because you gotta have daily victories. You gotta learn how to win. You gotta learn how to taste that, you know, that 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 taste of victory. And once you do it, it, it just affects your life differently. You you have a you know an appetite for it. You desire it. But that's how, that comes by spiritual principles, spiritual things. Study your Bible. Go the path, the direction of godliness, biblically, you know, with your scripture. You know, uh, understand the spirit realm. Begin to pray in, in a natural tongue. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Uh, and on it goes. But I want to deal with it. There's a spirit of Cain. And the spirit of Cain is a reckless, rebellious spirit. And it's resting on an entire generation now. And the generation I'm talking about, and I'm not talking about everybody who's in their, uh, you know, 30s and, and lower are under a spirit of Cain, but that generation—I don't even know what they call you—but that generation, you know, around you know, 32, 33, uh, 34, maybe, and and be, you know, uh, younger than that, is you you're contending with this Cain spirit. Now, it's not only your generation; other generations have dealt with it, but I believe we, we're seeing it now stronger than ever and we're seeing it now if people have given the spirit welcome the spirit like never before and it's a reckless rebellious spirit to sum it up and it's the person that receives it uh, takes on uh, this attitude of i don't care what anybody else thinks i don't care what you know what anybody else feels or the effect it has on anybody else i'm going to do what i want because it makes me happy i'm going to do what i want because it makes me feel good and i don't care about anything else that's a rebellious, reckless, demonic spirit. And that's the spirit of Cain. Now, you say, what's that, what's that have to do with me? Well, that spirit not only is over generation, but we now have young preachers coming up. We got good ones. Come on now. We got some real powerhouse in you know 30s. We got some here at New Way uh, Church. Uh, we see them all over the world, you know, in their th- early 30s, mid-30s, early 30s, in their 20s. Even you know, in teens, there, there are some that have just great fire and are going to be great preachers. But I'm talking about a, a lot now, just like there's a lot of good, there's a lot now that are bad that are uh, camouflaged or once knew church things. So they know how to operate within the, the church perimeters. They know how to be accepted. They know the church lingo. They, they, they know how to you know, uh, catch you know, some Christians' ears. They know what to say. However, they're going to be on the assignment of the Spirit. Then the Spirit's going to drive them to cause, you know, confusion. The Spirit's going to, it's a deceptive Spirit as well. And it's going to cause them to separate people from the truth. Come on, the Bible warned. He said that in the end days, uh, there's going to be people that fall away. There's going to be, uh, Satan is going to deceive many uh, with by way of deception. They're going to be taken away from the truth. They're going to go into uh, fables which are falsehoods or, you know, fabricated truths. The Bible says they become scoffers or mockers of the truth. 
Well, you can't be, a, you know, a mocker of something that you didn't know was true in the first place. So the Bible is very clear about these things. Now, uh, back to Cain. Now we have a generation of those who maybe got corrected by a real man or woman of God, and they were too immature to receive the correction. And that spirit of Cain was there uh, to pick them up. That spirit of Cain was there to welcome them, uh, to embrace them, and to tell them, it's okay, you know, your pastor, your mommy, your daddy, your pastor, your, your pastors, uh, they were wrong, and here's the right way, here's the easy way. Let me, let me stroke your feelings, let me stroke your emotions. And now we have this, these in that age group that have gone the way of Cain, that Satan's leading them to birth churches. Now, I know a lot of you probably think I'm nuts and I live in another world. Well, if you can't see this because it's already happened and it's happening at, at a rapid pace, that we have pulpits filled by uh, demon-driven, <clears throat> excuse me, evil-driven people right now. And a lot of Christians have stayed in the shallow end of Christianity and they're being deceived by rapid numbers and they don't even know it. So uh, now let me, I'm going to give you some tools in a minute, so just stay with me. Uh, you know, we even see in this generation, uh, we can see, you know, where the Bible talks about the mockers and the scoffers in Second Peter and Jude 1.8, Acts 13.41, and Galatians 6. But this word mockers means they're going to mock what I'm saying. <clears throat> There'll be those of us who convey the truth, There'll be those of us who divide the word of God correctly, hermeneutically correct. That means scripture interprets scripture, not I interpret a scripture by the way I see it or how I feel about it. No, I have to go find other scriptures to interpret to you what I'm saying, and then it's divided correctly or spiritually correct. We, we must protect the integrity of God's word at all costs because that's where truth lies. So, uh, back to this, this uh, these mockers, they're going to look at people like me and they're going to call us, you know, old-fashioned. They're going to call us a cultish. They're going to say we're controlling, we're, we're, we're manipulating, you know, we're control freaks. And, and that's not the truth. It's just we're contending with this re rebellious spirit. And a rebellious spirit says, I will listen to nobody. I will submit, surrender myself to nobody. And I am my own God. I am my own person. And once again, I'm going to do what I want, when I want, how I want, and I don't care who it affects or how it hurts anybody. And that's, a, once again, a, an ungodly demon spirit. Now, I want to tell you there's, there's help and there's hope. And I, I was talking to my wife last night. We were driving and, and talking about some issues. And the first scripture I want you to go to, if, you're, if you've got your Bible, is uh, Matthew 16. While I'm talking, so talking to my wife. And I was talking about the, the, the you know, we were, I was dealing with some um, issues we're dealing with within ministry. And I was saying how uh, a certain uh, couple uh, that we're, we're dealing with and uh, may or may not be in the church, that's irrelevant. But I said, that, you know, they may have to go find a pastor that they can submit to and surrender their life to. Now, you may say, well, they surrender to Jesus. Yes, they do. Uh, but Paul said, follow me or mimic me or copy me. Well, what was he doing? Well, he was following Christ. So uh, there's, there's the element of humanity or, or a natural man that you have to see early on in your Christian lifestyle 
that should be a, a God example for you, and they should be mimicking Jesus Christ. They should be mimicking the Word of God, copying the Word of God in such a way that you see God in them, and then you have a good example that you can see, uh, once again, especially early on in your life, that you can see uh, that will help you, that you'll surrender and submit yourself to, and then let them disciple or grow you up in the faith. So I, I was told to Kim, I said, Kim, you know, you know we know how this works. We are a product uh, of, of following a pastor to Jesus Christ. We're a product of surrender submission to the local church. And I said, there's nothing, I don't care what the world conveys, what the world says, what doctors say, that there's nothing that Jesus Christ cannot handle. Uh, there's not a promise uh, uh, outside uh, of any problem we'll go through. Everything we ever go through, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, uh, whether it needs a, a miracle, uh, you know, uh, whether it deals with feelings, emotion, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever you are up against, the answer is found in Jesus Christ and Him alone. Now, and now you can get help other, at other places, but I believe if you get natural help concerning a demonic issue, that natural help is going to be a Band-Aid to that issue, and it's till you you know surrender to the workings and the the, the promises of Jesus Christ uh, that you'll never deal with the root of those issues, and it'll always resurface. So uh, back to you know Kim and I's conversation. So I said, babe, you know uh, there's a, a gift, and I've said this a little bit, but I won't get into it. I said there's a gift in a true man or woman of God or that couple. Uh, that pastor gift. There's a within a pastor. There's a gift that God placed. There's a treasure in in, in the fivefold officers for the body of Christ. And the body of Christ cannot grow and, and cannot go to the levels that God intended them to go to without these treasures within that God puts within these men and women of God. Now, let's get to my first scripture. That's that's rich in itself. Uh, what did I say? Matthew sixteen. Uh, and we'll start in, in 17, Matthew 16 and 17. Uh, and let's just set this up for a minute. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but thy Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'll build my church, I'll establish it. The rock wasn't Peter. Uh, the rock was Jesus Christ, and Peter was going to be the leader. But the point I want to get to is the gates of hell uh, shall not prevail against the church, against the body of Christ. Uh, now, I know when I say that, some of you say, well, the church is just a building. Well, hold on. Yes, it is a shell. But when the body of Christ uh, occupies or takes that place, it becomes a sanctuary of the Almighty. So, so we, we can't defame and we can't belittle uh, the, the church house uh, or the place where we congregate. Uh, there's a power, there's an anointing, a corporate anointing that resonates within that, the, those four walls. So when, when I hear these people like rebelliously kind of you know, say, well, those are just four walls. That's not the church. We make up the church. Yes and no, but we can't have this arrogance and this like rebellious attitude against the structure of the church because God's the one that structured the church. Come on now, I'm preaching pretty good. Now I know some, you know, with the help of Satan and with help of pride and arrogance and want to be famous 
have kind of uh, taken shots and hurting, you, you know, have hurt the church rather. But that doesn't mean the church is bad and we don't throw the church out, but, you know, like the baby with the bathwater deal. No, no. Uh, God has designed parameters and, and God has designed, you know, a, a certain way the church ocu- uh, operates. Then the modern day church meets in a building and we meet in America on Sunday. That's our holy day. And we also meet in a midweek service uh, so that, you know, people don't just get teaching one day a week. Some of us meet Sunday night and on it goes. But when we come together, we come to God's house, the body of Christ people come to God's house to meet with God corporately and to be taught uh, and raised up by God's men and women corporately in a corporate setting. And God has a corporate anointing and there's a special power, corporate power that meets us uh, when we assemble. Uh, So the gates of hell, uh, now you say, well, I'm a part of the church. Well, if you're a functioning part of the church, meaning you're in operation with the church, you know, you're involved with the church, whether you're involved, I know we have a, a great online presence and there's people that are, you know, hours away that can't be here. Well, you can still plug in and be a part of this church, this ministry. But if you just think you're going to sit in your pajamas on a bed and, you know, just be lazy because you want to and you're not going to be involved because you don't want to and you think you're a part of this church and you fall with under the correct protection of this verse, you're, you're mistaken. Satan has divided you and now you've become easy prey. The gates of hell will not prevail against the uniform church. The, the put together, uh, you know, God surrendered, God submitted to a church house and the people that occupy it. Come on, it's pretty good teaching. Uh, and, and now back to one other scripture, Ephesians 4. Oh, we're almost out of time. I may have babbled a little too much in the beginning. Oh, Lord, we need more time together. Amen. Ephesians 4. And I want you to look at, uh, starting in verses 11. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the working of the ministry, for the edifying, or the building up. The word edify means to build up the body of Christ until Jesus comes again. So back to the gift. Let's just talk about the main gift or the main role that I play in many people's lives. And that is the pastor, the shepherd, the poem, a Greek word. Uh, And that gift, if we look at that gift, so within my responsibility, he gave some. You see where it says pastors. Well, that gift that's in me is for the perfecting of you and the building up of you. So within me, and I don't even want to say, let me me talk about my pastor. Uh, I'll talk about my first pastor. You know, uh, I, I, I don't want to talk about my Baptist church experience. Not that that's a bad thing, but it, that, the, the, those years really didn't have, they may have had a negative effect or, or a positive, I don't know. You know, I could have, you could glean anywhere. But my first uh, true man of God, severe <clears throat> man of God was a pastor named Ralph Gerard. And he was the pastor over a church in uh, Florida, South Florida. And this man was a severe man-maker, woman-maker, discipler of Jesus Christ. And he was a true pastor called by God. And within him, there was gifts for myself, Kim, and my family uh, to grow and to begin to become perfected at each level. There was an extreme gift. Now, in order for me to receive that gift, I had to follow after him. 
Come on now. I know there's stretches a lot of you because in our modern day church era that we're you know that we live in, we've belittled the pastor, we've belittled the church, we've belittled leadership, we've belittled you know on and on it goes. We've defund the police officers, we've belittled you know and, and well we what we've done with help of, of demonic influence is we've belittled authority and now it's trickled into the church where now we're all the same. No one's over anybody. No one can tell anybody anything. I can get the same experience at home. I can have a home group and there's more anointing in my home group than in the church. You know, churches are no fun. They don't know the spirit. We'll just go lay on the floor somewhere. Uh, you better read your Bible because you're in error. Yeah. Listen to me. Go have your little church, you know, house meeting and begin to divide people and pull people away from the house of God, the intent of God to meet in his house in a corporate setting and go lay on the floor and go do a little soaking and think you're doing a, you know, a God service. You're doing a God disservice because you're ignorant and you're incorrect concerning the scripture. Just wanted to help you there a little bit. Amen. So within this pastor, I had to root out the treasures that God put within him. Now let's look at modern day church. Uh, we've changed this because our feelings, our emotions, because of culture. Now we expect the pastor to chase us around town and throw these jewels at us. Come on, preach it pretty good. I'm almost done. You know, take a deep breath. You got a couple more minutes. You can make it. But think about this for a second. Oh, that's the intent. If I'm going to miss church, I'm going to get offended. I'm going to miss church for a day or two, or I'm going to get uh, challenged, or I'm going to get corrected by the teaching of God's word, not by a person himself. And I'm going to blame the person, the carrier of the truth. And then I'm not going to come. And if he doesn't call me or if he doesn't chase me down and apologize to me and pet me and stroke me and make me feel good, I'm going to leave and I'm going to show him, I'm going to teach him a lesson. That's not, no, you didn't teach nobody anything. <laughs> the intent of God was he places treasures in people and you now have to go pull them treasures out or you have to go cultivate or you have to go, uh, better words, root them out. They're in there for you, but you have to position yourself in, 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 you know, spiritually and in a natural sense. You have to surrender. Uh, you have to respect. You have to honor. And in positioning, positioning yourselves in these ways, uh, now you become, you, you become an able recipient to receive what God has placed there for you to be, begin to perfect you in Christianity at certain levels. Preaching pretty good. I don't have time to go in the power of the altar, you know, in the in the sanctuary or the synagogue or the church, whatever you want to call it, but there's power at the altar of God. There's safety, there's protection within the four walls of God. And, and this is the intent of God. And if we can convey this and, and, and place this truth within people and get people to accept the truth, you know, with help of the Holy Spirit, the leader and guider into all truths, we can help people get free uh, from a lot. But if you don't, you're not submitted to, if, if, you're past, if you don't look at your pastor like uh, there, there's something in him I want. You know, I may not like everything about him, but there's something in him I love. There's something in him I got to have. And I'm going to honor and respect him at a high level because I know God's placed something in there for me and I'm determined to get it out. If you don't see the man or woman of God that you're under or that you're with right now, you got to go find that person because you're not going to make it in these last days without those treasures and gifts that God's placed within these men and women of God.
fivefold ministry officers. You're not going to make it in these last days without a church, without uh, you know a congregation, without a body that God fashioned you to that you become a part of. You're not going to make it without uh, you know corporate uh, settings, without uh, corporate meetings. Uh, you're just not going to make it because the intent of God is your safety protection comes in the house of God. Your safety protection comes by being a part of the body of God, body of Christ. And your safety and protection or your perfecting or sharpening or growing is within men and women of God that you surround yourself, that you follow after, that you chase after, that you desire what they have, and then you begin to pull out of them that gift or those treasures that God's placed within them. This goes against society, I know. You know, society says, uh, our, our culture has said uh, and painted the picture, no one's better than me. We all put our pants on the same way. 100%. I don't do backflips when I put my pants on. I put my pants on the same way as you. The only difference between me and you is God's called you to one thing and God's called me to another. I didn't call me to the pastor role. I didn't call me to the apostle role. I didn't call me to the different uh, giftings on my life. God called me, and, and then with the calling, he began to put within me. I didn't do it myself. I didn't go to college and become what I wanted to become. No, I had to have, God had to do these things. And then he put within me something for you. Uh, come on now, we got to get, we got to start writing the ship and correcting uh, the word of God and begin to establishing once again Bible parameters and truths that God set for us. I'm out of time. Glory to God. I hope this helps. We're going to stay in this vein. Uh, I hope that your the rest of your week is great. Don't forget, I'll be at New Way Church uh, tomorrow night. You know, that's the, I'm the pastor of that church here in Palm Coast, Florida. We start at uh, 6:45. Get here. Uh, podcast today. Love you. Thank God for you. Believing with you. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Until next time, I call you blessed, highly favored, healthy, strong, full of life in Jesus' mighty name. Pastor Hitch signing off. Share this. Get information to me. Let me know we helped you.